0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 68 of Home Ice Advantage a name that we did not mean to be ironic. How you feeling Wes? You know, I was really annoyed. I'm just I don't care. I'm going to put it all on the table. Sports sports gods be damned. I felt pretty confident this wasn't our year. And I felt pretty. I felt that after game five in Boston, when I was like, oh, we're just not like. I think you won exactly one game where you didn't score first. Um, you didn't win a game on the road. The power play was atrocious. People are kind of, oh, what happened to the penalty kill? Multiple five on threes. Like, I, like, the, the, a ton of unfortunate penalties, like the the double minor on a uh, not Panarin. What's the other one? Not Krejci, Bergeron. Um, like that, like whatever. Like I was, I thought the the penalty kill was really good, home and away. Um, can I like spoil something for you? I, I doubt you're you spoiling norm- for me, but sure. You normally don't win the cup with your backup goalie. Um, And I think in its simplest terms, removed from everything, Ronta had to play as well as Shosturkin and did for five games. And you needed to win in those five games. And you stole one game one. You beat them game two. You outplayed them and lost game three. That's the one that haunts you. Shostarkin steals game four. You win game five. And then after that... Do you remember in the Bruins series where I was like, this needs to end quickly? The further it goes, the worse it is? Yeah. Ranta went from playing like a top three goalie to playing like a top 15 to 20 goalie who's a backup. And that's not a knock on him. You know... Like, I'm not knocking Brendan Smith because he only had a goal, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but I think in a lot of ways it sucks. First, it sucked to lose at home, it was awful. Um, the, I thought the second year in a row, too, that um, yeah. fans saluted their team at home for an elimination game. This one was much worse because. There were no Lightning fans in attendance, and they're all awful. The Rangers fans, they're still the worst fans in sports. Have you seen the hubris of, I'm glad we lost game three so we can win it in game five? I have, yeah. Just the worst fans. Nobody watched this team two years ago. Nobody watched this team a year ago. I love to see all the merch, like, yeah, here's my towel. Oh, from 2015. Like, yeah, of course, right? Like, because that's who y'all are. That's fine. That's fine.
1: A, um, and this
0: isn't just to tear down the Rangers, but it's fascinating to now see all these people who are just, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge Rangers fan. It's like, oh, really? Because why am I just finding this out in the Eastern Commons Finals? Like, there's been a whole fucking season. People I've known for years. But all of a sudden, oh, I'm this huge Rangers fan. Shut up. No. We'll see what happens when Shesterkin plays, like, a top-five goalie and not a top goalie, top-one goalie over a season. And Chris Kreider will never score 50 goals again. So we'll see. We'll see next year. Um, Because here's the thing. I'm still not convinced they're going to beat the Lightning. And good fucking luck against the Avalanche. Oh, I'm still not convinced they're beating the Lightning. As as actually, I'm in love with the amount of people who are panicking. Oh, I shouldn't say panicking. But overreacting to the first two games. Like, I don't know if you guys know. Tampa is very good at figuring it out. Like, they've done it very well. For three seasons. Yeah, we'll see. I, it was a brutal loss. I don't... I, in the moment, it was awful, right? Like, it's so tough, but you get yourself removed. Uh, you really have an opportunity, and this is something that I've touched on a lot. It came up in the Boston series. You really have an opportunity to remake your team here in a lot of ways and kind of either add to the nucleus or reconfigure it a little bit. Um, you You gave up a player that you drafted with a third overall pick whose name I don't remember and you gave up I think a seventh to the Panthers and then swapped like bottomed out prospects to see if you can't squeeze something out of them. So you're not like if you're the Panthers oh my God is this devastating. I mean you gave everything and same you know, thing want... for the Rangers if this season doesn't work out. If the Rangers don't win a cup this year, fuck. Yeah. So, and they're more successful than this team. But uh, teams come out of rebuilds too early. Whatever. We'll see what happens. They didn't know they were going to. Whatever. The Rangers are whatever. Um, I have. I, I, wanna... I have one more question about Game Seven though before we get too far past. That. Okay. So I've I've been absorbing a ton of very very bad takes. And I saw a take, which I don't necessarily think is bad. Give me all the bad takes. I want to hear. I'm gonna give. you... Oh, we're literally gonna, gonna have a segment. We have a bad okay. take segment this episode. Everyone okay. look forward to it. But what a take I saw after Game Seven was, "You're not a real fan if you didn't stay until the end of the game." And to be perfectly honest, you know, we stayed until the end of the game. Our entire group did. That was. That was tough. We were surrounded by Rangers fans and our building, and it was not close. Um, yeah, it, it was. was little, it was over. It was over fit, with fifty-two minutes left. Yeah. It so. listen. It was, it was painful, but we stayed and we saluted the team off the ice. It was "Let's go, Kane!" Chance the whole nine, because in the, the day, they're still our team. I still love the team. It was still a great season. And I don't know. I don't want to say you're not a fan if you don't stay, but I don't know if I respect you as much as I would have if you stayed. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't agree. Um, It. You weren't down two in the third, right? And you're like, well, maybe the game was over. Um, Again, Rangers fans are awful. And maybe you didn't want to spend your whole evening telling two kids with chinese knockoff jerseys to suck your dick right maybe that's not how you want to spend the rest of your evening maybe you're there with your your wife or your kids or maybe you're just not a person who's into conflict like that right um so i don't i don't have an issue with people leaving early in a blowout it's not fun it's not fun to, and i don't think it's an indictment to like, it's awful. It's fucking awful. Oh, that there was awful. Fans. It was horrifically painful to have to it sit there was... through, through periods and then But it, it the wasn't even painful because it was over and I knew it was over. I knew, like, I was like, all right, we have to have game one Ranta or this is over. And we didn't. We got, um, and we, we knew that very party. early on that we did not have game one yeah. Ranta. So it's whatever. It wasn't painful. It's not a big deal. It, it sucks in the moment. This is probably my my favorite Canes team ever is that 9 team. This might be my favorite team ever. I don't know. You know what? Speaking of favorites, what is what is your favorite moment from this entire season? From October until now. What is, what is your favorite moment? Mm. So... Personally, to get your uh, mind going, I mean, I, I, there's a couple of really good moments. Um, at the Boston shutout early in the season, great time. Uh, and then we had the Rangers snow game. That was that was probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in. Uh, the Rangers got destroyed. Then we got to walk home in the snow. Like that was that was a great time. Um, I also very much enjoyed the Jordan Stahl hat trick. Just because, I mean, I I talked on the pod about how we, so many players have been close and just no one had gotten it. And then I had, personally had a terrible day that day. And then I come home, I get to watch the game, and Jordan Stahl's just like, hey, Colin, I got you. Hmm. I really enjoy it. Hold on, I'm trying to pull up their schedule so I can – just see the scores. I guess off the top of my head, um, the TDA Gordie Howe was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I um, forgot about that. There was that stretch of games where uh, Drury had two goals in two games. And uh, what's his name? The bald old guy who used to play for the Leafs was up. And Chatfield was up. Uh, Josh Levo. Uh, it was the bold guy? He he was up like he had all these guys up, and they everybody played really well. That like COVID run was a lot of fun. Um, that, that COVID broken... run really foreshadowed Chicago going on a run of their own this year. Yeah, yeah, that um, I don't remember if it was a three-two or two-one final in Calgary where. We basically got slammed. We got choke slammed by the Flames. That goal that had that incredible uh, Slaven save that they show in all the highlight packages, where he like it like bounced off of him and then was towards the goal, and then he like poked it away at the very end. Ahho had a like kind of soft game winner in that one, but you won that one. Um, the game against the Oilers where Ahho basically just fucked. Uh, McDavid on live television. Aho and and, uh, Slavin basically just Eiffel towered. McDavid, that was fun. Um, I had a lot of fun with the 3-1 Leafs win. The Leafs weren't full power yet. Uh, Part of that's because they had a really tough schedule early. But they came in. Austin Matthews takes Freddie Anderson five-hole. We win the game. That was fun. Um, And there were some of the games late. You know, to be honest, it was so obvious. In hindsight, it winning at MSG twice was fun. Winning with uh, Kochekov remember that. In MSG was a lot. Of remember fun. those two wins in MSG, but keep going. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. Like this was a really fun team to watch because they really. Um, I don't watch hockey games that i'm not invested in and i don't even like it it doesn't i don't have to be invested in the teams but very rarely in the playoffs is a little different but very rarely if i don't watch a game from start to finish i won't watch it and so for me like what what i love about this team is that it actually didn't matter if it was a back-to-back and it was a uh, Sunday 6 p.m. before the all-star break and Ronta had just played back-to-back and you'd kind of just survived, uh, the devils. You were, he was going to, you were going to go in there and you were going to get max effort against the, uh, the sharks too. Trocheck, love side, um, Reimer, like, and those games, like I won't remember those games. I'll forget that goal by next year. I'll, I'll forget those random little three, two, two one games where the Hurricanes just kind of snuck one out. Um, This might sound stupid, but that, like, 50 – you lost, but that – do you remember when they put 50 shots on Forsberg and were down 2-0, scored two, and then Brady Kachuk came down and scored with, like, 45 seconds after, minute and a half after? Sends 1-3-2. That was a really exciting game. That's a classic Cardiac King game right there. Giving you hope, just take it away. But, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me – um, I think in, when people look at this in the future, they'll be like, "Oh, well, this was the like this was the first um the special call thirty goal game. This will be like the year that uh actually I think I know where you're going with this. Um, the past three years when we've lost, it's always been listen. We're a young team; we needs to learn. And I don't think that's gonna be the same thing. Like this year's gonna be looked back on as if it's the year where we really got into it. We really got a groove for we the 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 stars became the stars and really started to put in that effort and that's Sebastian getting 37 and what was it? Svetch got 31 or 32. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I mean, Jacob Slavin being fucking Jacob Slavin. The emergence of Seth um, uh, Jarvis in Winnipeg fast as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me this is the first this is the first run in the Rod era where you're kinda disappointed in the outcome. Cause you you made that conference finals off the miracle Brock McGingle, right? Never forget. And then you got the the Bruins and was that in the bubble? Yeah. No. We, no. No. In fact, so, yeah, you lost to the Bruins in the conference finals. And then, yeah, you beat the Rangers. You lost to the Bruins again. And it's like, well, that was the end of their window. It hurt get, seeing them get smoked by the Lightning. But then the Lightning won the Cup. So, you're like, okay. And then you lose to the Lightning. They win the Cup. It really felt like last year, who came out of the East, was going to win the Cup. Yeah. Right? Which is not um, true this season. <laughs> yeah. This year, it feels... feels shitty it mostly feels shitty because i don't know what to do with it because we didn't have freddy what if freddy shuts them out game three and two's enough there was there was a lot of uh and i i bought into it admittedly there was a lot of like listen who cares if freddy's out ron has got it and you know hindsight being what it is i would have preferred freddy and of course there's nothing we do about it now but... I don't know. Like to me too. Like I think that was the right line of play, and then the magic ran out. But uh, one of the things they did that really fucked him up in Toronto is they they tried to bring him back from injury early constantly because they have no defense. They have much better defense now. But when Toronto he was did there, the same thing to Jake Gardner, and it literally fucked his career. Yeah. So I don't regret bringing them back or anything or not like not bring them back like but it is like uh i would have liked to see i don't know it's what i mean it just sucks but like i said you didn't really invest a ton in it you did burn a year there are a lot of rfas and ufas we'll go over them a little bit later so yeah i mean it's disappointing but it's not the end of the world if you're the penguins if you're the panthers if you're i mean Boston has quite literally already fallen apart um Cassidy got fired today uh has that hip surgery he'll be out at least six months like I want to say McAvery has some type of thing where he's gonna be out for a while too so uh, what, what did I say you said McAvery listen I don't know guys what do you want from me fuck Boston but um yeah, McAvoy has something where going to be out for a couple of months. Like, Boston has legitimately fallen apart in, I don't know, a little less than a month. That's whatever. I mean, they have the space to reload if they want to. We'll see. I think it's too early. Like, ultimately, it sucks, but I, I don't well, feel like... I don't even mean it in that way. I'm saying we're not turning around looking at a rebuild. We're not turning around looking for answers on... How we're we going to be competitive? So I'm fine. We we are not yeah. the Pens who are looking at that. We're not the Capitals who need to look at that. We're not Boston who's looking at that. But you did burn like look. You've got two years left now. So that's just, that's that's the shitty part. You, you burned a year and this. It's not a knock on Freddie, but you didn't have Freddie. And I don't know if he would have made a difference. I you know what? That's untrue. I know he would have made a difference in six and seven. Um. So we'll see. We'll so see. and we'll actually dive into this really quick. I don't want this to go long because we have a lot of off season talk about this subject, but what are what are you some of your expectations going into the off-season? So you, you already mentioned that we have a, a lot of UFAs and then we have a couple um, RFAs as well. You could in theory, for those at home, Lorenz Natus are both RFAs, Domi Nina Ryder, Stepan, Trocheck, UFAs, and then um, Bear and D'Angelo are RFAs, Ian Cole and Smith are UFAs, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but Gardner's coming back. Got yeah. one year him. Uh, so there's a hot take here for me right now. There's going to be some big deal this offseason. I don't know, because they're not going to want to... I mean, they have $19 million in cap. I mean, they have more than that. It's like 20... I think it's 21. Maybe it's not, because of Garner. I, I could think be wrong. it's real. 19. I think it's 19, and he's still on LTIR. So you have 14. Or 15. He makes four, not five. So, yeah. The, mo- the mean... most upsetting part about Garner, not to cut you off, is... Uh, you know, my my... Recording joke all seasons, like, oh my God, what happened to Jake Gardner? Guess he's been cleared to play. Just in time for the off season. That's good for him. I hope, I mean, we could use another guy like him on the second PP for sure. My expectations, if I, just a complete shot in the dark, something is going to give with this Trocek, Natchez, uh, Cock and Yimmy situation. Cock and Yimmy feels pretty certain. Yes, yeah, so, see, that's... That that's is one of the reasons give. I think there's going to be a trade. So they... I mean, if you watch the exit interviews, which we'll get into a little bit later, but... Like, they want Vinny to stay. And they clearly wanted Kakanyemi to stay because he signed that eight-year deal. And Natures wants to play Cinnor. And you still have one year of Jordan Stahl left. Like, you, you don't have... The positions for all these guys if they all stay and then at the same thing involving jake garner like you don't need tony jake garner and ethan bear unless you're gonna have three offensive defensemen on the three lines which i don't see them doing yeah they're not gonna break up the pesci uh... yeah and chatfield chatfield chatfield's making 300k no matter what next year so they're he's gonna he, he would he would have to get The blessing, by the way, of having Chatfield and Jarvis helping this cap situation next year. So this whole puzzle is a little bit easier. Thanks to Jarvis and uh, Chatfield. I mean, to me, like, do you let Nino and Trochek go? And do you take a big swing? I think. Do you want to get into the post-game interviews? Or, go, go ahead, go ahead. I'll bring up my Check thing at the end. I, I don't want to dive into exit interviews just yet because there, there was so much to be that could and stuff that needs to be done this offseason. So we need to figure out what we're going to do at Sinor. Um And that's that's mainly, are you going to keep Finney or not? Because that that's like the domino. Once that domino falls, everything else will kind of take shape. And then we, again, need to figure out what we're going to do on our offensive defenseman. There was no way... In my head, after watching all the interviews, there's no way Tony doesn't stay. Um. See, I don't know if I agree. Really. I mean, what if Philly RFAs him? Uh. Get get into your thing. Get into your. Thing. I don't think. I... Okay. Um. So just. In general, what just before we move on, in general, what do you want to see happen this offseason? You don't have to go into detail, just an overview of the direction you'd like to see the team going to, a specific role that you want filled or maybe a type of player you want to go and get. You need – and there's only a couple guys who can do this in the league, period, which is what makes this so hard. If I'm the Hurricanes, I'm making – the greatest pitch that I can to Matthew Kachuk. 40 goal score, tough as shit, a little bitch. I think, and he has legit finish. These, the bounce is dried up, the bounce is dried up. I'm really fucking tired of hearing that. I need somebody to get it on their tape. I need to go bar down on somebody just a couple times. You can generate your chances and all that and it'll be fine and dandy and things will be great. If you, you remove the final two games almost every game this postseason was close. A goal or two takes the game. So if we can just and get you someone score a goddamn thing. Yeah. So if we can just get someone so... that fucking finishes. Just someone who finishes. You Do need more goals. You need, goals. you need more goals. But I don't know. You just need more goals. We'll see how they do it. So before I we, have uh, faith in them at this point, whatever their math, whatever their vision is to get there, I'm willing to let it play out on the ice. Before yeah. I will before say I that, uh, on definitely earned a lot of. Uh, we'll see the results before judgment calls after last postseason. Because how much flack did they take last postseason? And then, like Trocheck they... could replace. Like Malkin, who doesn't look like he's going back. He could go to Florida. Oh um, Trochek. Well, there's there's no way Trochek's going to Florida. Um, why but not? I, he could definitely go to the Pens. Why not go to, to Florida? Yeah, they bet against him already. What do you mean? He has a house down there. He doesn't care. He loves Florida. They bet against. There was no way. There wasn't some bad blood between management and Vinny. New GM, by the way, too. I guess you're not wrong there. Actually, I didn't think about that aspect. I I see it as he, he we're if he's he there. Here, he's gonna want to go to the Pens. He wants to go play in hometown. But I think I don't think he like he just wants to. Uh, I think if if um if Matthew Kachuk ends up somewhere, I I think the Flames will take a stab. I don't. I think he just wants to compete. Okay. Um. But before we get into the player interviews, really, because uh, that's going to be kind of a deep dive. There was some surprising things in there, and then some not so surprising things. I want to talk about bad takes. Um, I guess you have some bad takes of your own. I'm going to share the most outrageous one first because it was so insane when I saw it. I'm going uh, to grade these from like you're confused, which is a one, to like you should be shot out of a cannon. Okay. What's, uh, what's, one to five. Okay, one to five. Rod Brindamore has passed his mark. He's no longer effective. He has an inability to switch lines, and it's cost us a series win. Uh, four out of five. That the PP wasn't good, and I understand being upset about that. The, I think that the special teams is fair. But the idea that Rod doesn't know how to change his lines—I don't think Rod has ever had two lineups stay the same through two, like yeah, I mean, through 120 minutes around. of play. That man it's, never stops drinking. Yeah, it's what I mean. That's a four out of five. They're they're upset about the power play. That's fine. Okay, so uh, this one was more of like someone trying to dunk on us. Was you know we all said it before the season, but Carolina made the biggest mistake ever trading the goaltenders to get back damaged goods. Mm. I want to remind you before you answer this that we won the Jennings Trophy this season. That's a three out of five. The argument that they shouldn't have let Peter and Ned go is fucking stupid, but... You did bet on a goalie with injury history and it looked really fucking good until March 17th or April 17th, whenever the hell it happened in Colorado and you didn't have them for the playoffs. So there's a, I, I think that like couple together, is like a 12 out of five. That person's a fucking lunatic, but you did bet on a goalie with injury history who did not play. And that, you know, it, it at worst, it was mitigated by Ronta. Or I guess at best, it was mitigated by Ronta. At worst, it probably cost you an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, the The actual outrageous thing out of both of that is that Freddie's season-ending injury was the same as Ronta's season-ending injury. It was both um, an MCL tear, like the fuck, or sprain that tear, I'm sorry. By the way, too, we got a third-round pick for a goalie who has a sub-900 save percentage. Idiot. I mean, uh, I'm not going to, like... I'm completely fine with what Don did last offseason. On this one, yeah. this next one actually kind of hurts me a little bit after seeing Rod's, uh, not Rod's, I'm sorry, Jordan's uh, exit interview. Jordan Stahl needs to be traded away to make cap space. He brings nothing to the lineup. His uh, goal scoring could be replaced easily for less money. Um, Four out of five. He does make too much money. But he's also so much more than that. And it's one of those things where, like, I think the deal is worth it for sure. But he does make too much money. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it that's always the Jordan Stahl thing, is that you would really love it if Jordan Stahl didn't make $6 million. But, but, um, people are stupid and don't understand. Like, whatever. But, yeah, that's a, that's a. Four, we'll say a 4 out of 5. That's a 4 out of 5. Yeah, you, you wish he scored more. And I also wish I had a 10-inch cock. So, whatever. Yeah, you gotta be fucking stuck with a 14-inch. Can't do anything with it. Anyways, um, this is my final one. And this one, actually, I don't think is all that insane. But we're gonna run with it. Uh, Carolina's nothing but chokers. They can't seem to put things together when they need to. It might be time to blow it up. So, excluding the last statement of might be time to blow it up, eh, I can see it. I can see how you get to that mindset. Yeah, I think that's mostly make-believe. Um, very good teams. Generally speaking, historically, when you win a cup, you're a uh, first round, a second round, of, you know, first round, second round. Maybe there's an Eastern Conference Finals in there. First round, second round, cup kind of thing. Winning a cup is extremely fucking hard. And most of the the time you show up and you're pretty good, and then one year you get the bounces. And you better be good enough to catch all that in because if you lose the Stanley Cup final, it's really, really, really fucking hard to come back. So I don't think that's real. Um, Quite famously, that was said a lot about the Lightning until it became absolutely not true. So um, I don't think we're as good as those Lightning teams were or anything, but people don't respect the process. This is not football. This is not a sport. Um, It's not basketball. You're not three superstars away from making a run. Um, you know how great these Avalanche teams have been over the last three years. This is the first time they've been in the conference finals in forever. It's fucking hard. Yeah. So I, I, that's a that's a five out of ten to me. That's a that's a person who has no idea. That person watches football. Good for them. What? Like I can I can see the mindset if you're reading like headlines or the stat line or what the fuck ever you want to go off. Yeah, if you of. don't watch the games. Yeah, that's fine. If you if you're not following the storyline is the nicest way to say it. Yeah. Um and that was the last bad take I, I actually saved because these were screenshots on my phone. But um the last one, I guess I I just want to go over this one really quickly because I, I, I just do. Um there's a lot of Tony D'Angelo hate coming um after the game seven. Um that he is too risky, he gets too emotional, and he costs us games. Um and before you do your thing, uh no. But also he does do stupid things and I usually enjoy them. And you can't say he wasn't a better player than Dougie, and he kind of did disappear in round two. So I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um I thought he played well enough in the second round. We just did nobody scored. Nobody scored. And so with the the temper thing, I'm so fucking over that bull. It's just because people are lily white soft about goddamn everything. Like, do do Bruins fans vex about Martian? Maybe once he's suspended, but do they give a fuck when he's not? Absolutely not. They don't give a fuck. Like, that's just part of what those guys do. I'm going to go ahead and spoil this for anybody who doesn't know this. Those guys are really goddamn good. And they do a lot for your team. And Rod broad, broad, uh, broad brought this up <laughs> in his interview. Like the guys in the locker room appreciate what he does because he's a step more physical than everybody else. So, you know, we could sit around. And like I said, we could clutch our pearls and gasp when he throws this stick to 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 stop a Martian goal because it was going to count anyway. He didn't want to see it go in the net. We, we can gasp when he tells that bum fucking muggle. You know who that guy reminds me of? Who's the fucking retard who kills the cat petting it? What book is that? I don't know the fuck. Ugh, it's not, it's not this fine went prep, so no. deep, so fast. Whatever. That's what Galant looks like. He looks like that fucking idiot. He looks like the dude from the Goonies. The dummy. This went like, so hard on Galant, but also fuck Galant. Um, like I like. That's like every championship team has that. Every I'm single also, fucking one of them. I'm, I'm also stuck. This is a 100%. and I don't mean to make this political, but this is like, you don't like he likes Donald Trump. And, like, whatever, if you don't like Donald Trump, I don't care. Uh, but most players you enjoy, I shouldn't say most, but more than a couple players that you're a fan of, and you're like, oh, my God, I would do anything for them. Guess what? The Republicans. Guess what? They like things you don't like. And... I, I don't think that matters. So Like, he put it best in his exit interview, and I'm going to paraphrase. But he was like, yeah, I like to think, I'm, I'm paraphrasing Tony D'Angelo here. He's like, I like to think that people who gave me an honest chance to kind of be, you know, more than I'd been in the past and 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 to be myself and not get caught up in the rigmarole, that they got their money's worth. And if you never really gave me a chance, then such as you're right, enjoy your life, right? At this point, and he could always fuck up. that's always in play but at this point i don't really care like you said it it, to me there is a lot like hey if you're a person who no matter what can't get over like forgive a person for a b or c like you're just not a good person you're like an old christian lady and they're like well i don't know what are they going to start doing with the dogs if we let this happen you're that person and here's the thing such as your right to be that person but I'm not, I like, like I, I this came up during the, the season. I'm, I'm done defending and paraphrasing and like, you know, hey, actually, I, I'm talking specifically from this angle. Like, I don't care. Tony D'Angelo's my guy. Uh, I'd like it if he, if he does prove with more time. I imagine, do you remember when Michael Vick first came back and was like really good on the Eagles? Yeah. And there were a lot of people since that happened and i don't know if you would consider actual dog fighting better or worse than like racist insults i would definitely consider it worse (laughs) but that guy has like it's been a very long time you know what he's out of the spotlight and he still does work with uh the american humane foundation or whatever he's still up he still talks about like you know i don't think i've earned it yet but i want to get a dog again one day and i really want to like and i hope that that's TDA's back. Like, I hope he's not a Van of Right. I hope he doesn't sign a deal and 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 he's back on Twitter. Like fuck the snowflakes. But um, by the way, if you try to fight TDA outside of PNC, you and I are also going brawl. Yeah. But uh But yeah, I'm I'm tired. Like, like, and what do you say to the people who don't like you? I don't know, man. What do you say to the people who don't like you? Yeah, you yes. know what? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh Let's be tired of, not to sound like that, but let's be tired of being tired of it. And we will going to jump into player interviews. And gonna, I'm hoping not to go in depth on these. There, I mean, there's a lot of fucking interviews. I only um, watched the ones I cared about, so. Oh, well, there we go. Um, I watched all of them. Uh, I thought there was a couple of highlights, which I'm going to try to walk you through. Um, we had Vincent Trochek, I mean, just saying he wanted to stay here. Um, I don't love that it was only three minutes. Yeah. But I love that he basically came out he was like, "Yeah, feels unfinished." And they're like, "Do you want to stay here?" And he was like, "Look, Bunny's green, but yeah, unfinished business." And then he left. Yep. So if it was gonna be three minutes, I appreciate that it was bad. And then we uh we had Ian Cole. Did you watch Ian Cole's? I did not watch goals. So Ian Cole. I mean, Ian Cole. Uh, it's weird that they asked him these questions because uh they pretty much phrased it like, "Well, Ian, you got a couple cups. What is this team missing?" And. He he pretty much went to the narrative of like, hey, we we got to stop taking stupid penalties. We have to like put fucking puck in the net, which is, I mean, yeah, Ian, you're not fucking wrong. It was just weird to see the media get him to say it. If that makes sense, like they did, they didn't go to, they didn't go to Jordan, they didn't go to Monique, they went to Ian Cole, who, I mean, if I had to put money on it, is not returning. And I don't know, that one was weird to me. It's not that I'm mad that he said it. He's right. It was just weird that. He was the one to say it. Yeah, I mean, they don't know what to ask. Like, like again, they opened up their book and they had the same three talking points they had when he did his uh his uh signing interview, his uh, in- introductory interview. So they just like hammered those home one last time. And he's a consummate professional, so he gave them the answers one last time. And I don't know if he'll come back. The I think he might have come back. If that's also the bear, Chatfield, uh, Gardner, Cole Smith thing, I, I wouldn't mind Brendan Smith coming back. I don't, he might, to me, I think he's played himself into a legit bottom six role. Maybe not on a cup team, but maybe like a fringe, like wild card team. Well, um, Brendan Smith and Ian Cole in the postseason were good, like, they they did not. They yeah. never cost us a game. They never. That's had another guy, game. too, who will fucking, like, spit his tooth out in your eye, right? Yeah. Like, you, you need more of that. So, I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I thought Ian Cole played well. I think he's a good player. I think he's at this spot where, like, he's just going places. Like, he's still getting, like, paid. Like, he made 2.7 this year. Yeah. And had a legit shot at a cup, right? So, like... I think he's just going to keep like making his money. Um, he's a guy. The Rangers are going to love to give two years at three and a half or something crazy. Somebody will somewhere. I thought, cause I did think he played well and, and he showed that he's still really, if you can keep his ice time to about 15 minutes, he's still a fucking problem. Yeah. And again, so. showed it this postseason. like Ian Cole. I mean, yeah. he won game one, like what's up. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought he was good. I thought he was good. And then I'm I'm gonna kind of skip over these next one, two, three, four, four interviews. So I mean, if you're a hockey fan and if you've ever watched these interviews, you know that most of them nothing comes of them. Like it's you know, these players were trained to speak to the media. It's a bunch of we'll be good as a team, we're gonna do the work to make sure we can take that step to win a cup or whatever. Um and that's pretty much true for Martinuk. Uh, Shea, Teravainen, and Ajo, all four of them were just basically we're going to do what we need to do in the offseason to come back and win a cup, which is fine. Martinuk's to... got two or three years left in his career, like yeah. he knows that. Um, not not as not flay to him, like I he's... guess Martinuk did make the good point of uh, we born to a year. He he did make a very good yep. point of reborn to a year. This was this was a waste of talent that we did here, and this is on us. Uh, but it, it still boiled down to the same. We're going to do what we need to do in the offseason, go win a cup next year. So we're going to fly past it. And if you want to watch any of these interviews, like, go to the NHL website or go to the Hurricanes website. They're, most of them are worth watching. It's just not, uh, you know, we're trying to create content here. That's not enough for us. Uh, and we're going to we're gonna go to Jordan Stahl. Did you watch Jordan Stahl's interview? I watched the Waddell Brennamore. I watched TDAs. I watched Trochets, And I watched Stahl's. Okay. I watched uh, most of Slavins. So, do you know why I want to talk about uh, Stahl's interview then? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, Jordan Stahl is a professional. Um, he gave the same type of answer of, we'll do what we need to do in the off season. Um And then, it, towards the end of the interview, went to a place I didn't expect. Um, and I, I feel this is going to be true for the entire fan base. Where... I believe it was Chip Alexander. I, I don't know off the top of my head. It was, um, it was Chip? Okay, so Chip asks him, you know, for those of you who don't know, Jordan Stahl has been in Carolina for fucking ever now. and 11. Or 10. Yeah. 10. No, 10 of next year's 11, exactly. And his, the contract he's currently on is would not be allowed in the modern day. Uh, so, his contract ending next season is like a thing. It's like a milestone. It's I don't in know how to phrase this. Yeah. Um and I guess it's Chip asked him Chip asked him, you know, what, what are you looking forward to do next season? And Jordan said something that, you know, kind of kinda of, kinda of worried me of, you know, I really want to end this contract out with a bang. And then we'll see where we go from there. And that's not that's that's me paraphrasing, unfortunately. I don't know his exact wordage, but it was along those lines. See, I don't think so. Because the question was, has there been any talk of an extension? And he was like, no, it's not something I've even thought about. I would like to end this contract with a bang. Or, or if he said go out with a bang, I took it as in the context of this $60 million deal. You're right that in the initial. Act, I think it was that- about the contract, but there was a follow up question afterwards. Of- yeah, I don't think this is a story at all what is he 36 yeah 35 he's old like (laughs) yeah those guys think about retiring every year and um i don't think it's a huge deal what's different for him is that you have in i think if you had to just play the odds when he's a free agent next year you'll have cock and yemi drury Natus, Martinuk, Lawrence. You wouldn't. Pl- I don't think you should play Jordan Stall on the fourth line anyway, because you want him on the ice more than that. Um, Foss will be gone. Uh, if I had to guess, Nino probably will be gone. It may get to a point where there's not a spot for him, and you can't move Drury to keep Jordan Stall. You can't because of the money that you're gonna that you've already given, um, Kak and Yemi. Like he can't be any lower than a third line center. Um, maybe Nate just doesn't hit, and then he's the second. Like I think that's where he's coming from. I uh, do so think do that you he- realize that you just told me I don't think this is a story, and then proceeded to tell me why it's probably going to happen. <laughs> but it, but that's why it's not a story. Like hey, tell you're going to sign I mean. a deal this year. Yeah, like, I'm going to that- sign a deal. <gasps> Like, yeah, he's going to sign a deal this offseason. And, like, if you're Jordan Stahl, every year you're looking at retiring, and you're going to get to a point where... I think if he took a legitimate defensive step back, I think he would retire. It it fits with a lot of the... Nobody wants to be Brendan Moore. Nobody wants to go out that way. Yeah, fair enough. But also, I mean... As much as his final year was not what it should have been, him raising that cup is one of the most is the most iconic moment for our franchise, and one of the most iconic moments in cap era Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I, I I don't mean like I'm just saying like I think why would Bergeron retire for any other reason than he's not as good as he was three years ago, right? So I I, I thought too because. I think after that, Chip asked him again about, like, what changed in the second round. And he just talked about having his confidence back and how he felt better. And the puck started going in. So, uh, this was always going to be a possibility. Hockey players don't play until they're 40. Well, only a few do. And they're normally insane. So. Yeah. Jordan still likes his family. He, like. So, I don't know. That was a lot of nothing to me. It's on the radar, but it's always been on the radar. Like, it's always been on the radar. So. Okay. We're going to jump to uh, TDA. And if I'm going to tell you to watch any interview, watch TDA's exit interview. Um, like, 100%. I was already, like, I like TDA. I liked the numbers he put up. I liked what he did for the team this year. After watching this interview, like, I like Tony D'Angelo, the man. That was It was a great exit interview. Um, from the way he talked about the fan base to his original conversations with the team when they brought him here to how much he wants to stay and how he's a loyal guy. All of it. The whole nine. I loved every second of his exit interview. You know what's funny? They gave—they give out the, the Vasa check award. Yeah. And they gave it to Andre. And I'm sure he is an easier interview and he's pretty friendly and funny. And I assume there are some media types that do not fuck with Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, but in terms of giving you shit to write about and we'll also spend 13 fucking minutes with you and it was like 15 it's it's incredible that like to me if i'm a media person and even if i don't like him he he was joking at the end of the interview with 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 with, with, man chip had a hell of a day huh chip really did (laughs) go in today he had a great day but uh like he was like yeah like something you will learn is like once like i get to know somebody i don't shut the fuck up. You know I, I i am not a writer. Um but if i was, and i was a beat writer, i think i'd like the guy who didn't yeah. shut the fuck yeah. up.
1: Yeah, if let's, they let's had access TV to the TV
0: locker room roll. again, i guarantee you everyone would go to TDA stall after a rough loss cuz that's where you're going to get your quote from. So the thing with TDA There's a couple things on this. Does TDA want to stay, right? That's the big question. I think he does. I think there are a few teams. I already brought up the Flyers who might legitimately. Uh, it, it looks like the Penguins might lose Chris Latang. That's another like, do they fucking go in and give him the big stupid deal? If I'm the Penguins, I probably feel pretty confident that we have a similar culture to the Canes, right? If I'm the Flyers, what if they just give them the the eight years? So right, here's, here you go. here's why I don't see that being as big of a problem. Um, and it's, it's from Tony's interview that I, I'm getting this impression. As, uh, he knows, Tony D'Angelo knows that a contract really means nothing. I mean, yeah, you'll be paid out, but that doesn't mean you're going to play. Because he already signed that big contract once. He's already been through this. It was only a two-year deal in New York. Well, that's not, like, big money. Yeah, I think with a lot of these, I think fans very much overthink hometown discounts. Like, if I thought we were within a million of the Devils, Dougie stays. If we were within a million and a half, maybe he stays. If somebody offers... Three million more than you do, bro. A a year, bro. That's a lot of fucking money. And then he's so gonna that's have to go through. Oh look, he's a racist and being booed in his own building for a little bit. That's us I think we have a lot on our side in that case. Is Tony settled? I just think if I've seen four for five, four for six floated around, I love both those numbers. What if somebody goes seven five? Mm-hmm. we'll find out. But I, 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 don't know if teams are going to want to take that risk of turning. They literally signed them. Evander Kane, bro. I mean, that's the Oilers, and the Oilers want to win. But do you but think the Sharks have done it too? Like, I was, do you really think that a multinational company, like I'm, I'm not forgetting the fucking name of the company that owns the pins now. But do you really think they want to have to deal with that? They're owned by the uh, the Red Sox people. Yeah, I can't remember what, the name of the company. Yeah, I mean, if they'll win, they'll do it. They had, like, the Red Sox who employed uh, Manny Ramirez. Yeah, I think they'll get the fuck over it. You know what? Fair enough. That's... did you even think about it like that. Um. Next, we're going to have more natures, which is... Which Hold is on. Net- I'm not done. I'm not done on the TDA thing. There are a couple th- more things I wanted to, to touch on. Briefly, I love that even in the exit interview... Boom, best fans have ever played in front of. Boom, I thought they were the loudest building in the NHL. Boom, just let it tell them, Tony. Tell them. Let them all know, Tony. I loved it. Loved that part. Um, I thought he did a good job of not overstating the power plays issues because they did have chances, but somebody had to finish. Really, Tara Vinen was our best finisher, and we just weren't going to win the cup that way. Yeah. And I do think – and he talked about too, and I think this I think this is big. He is a little more skill away from having like 15, 20 goals. Like he is so goddamn fast and he's so fucking smart, and he hits these crazy passes. So now the defenseman has to cheat to the shooter, and he has he's got the opportunity for so many backdoor tap ins. If he gets just a little more finish. Which he talked about, just a little more finish. Look the fuck out. And then one one final thing that's not TDA specific, but I do think at this point the Hurricanes have genuinely established a reputation as a. So let's look at the Odell oh, era. I know exactly where you're going to go. With this. Okay, keep going. You you brought in Peter, who was a failed starter. Um made that work. You brought in uh Reimer. You made that work. You brought in, uh, what's his name? Dougie Hamilton, right? Dougie Hamilton was, I mean, he was always playing below his potential, played to his potential left and played below his potential. You brought in Freddie Anderson. If he, Freddie Anderson doesn't get hurt. He's a, in the finalist. You brought in TDA made that work. The only reclamation project that I – the Bear thing has gone a little bit off the rails, but I think the Canes view him as more of a project than a, like – than as a reclamation. Yeah. Like, I also don't know if you can really judge this season because of how hard he got hit by COVID. Like, that's – Yeah. The The Bear thing, he looked so good, COVID, looked – he did look foggy. And I know that's kind of, like, stupid and, like, what does that even mean in the context of hockey? But he did look like it was like oh he was just sharper getting to that spot or winning that battle, and then you could you saw it come back, then he got hurt again. So I do think this is just kind of like a a lost year for him. That that makes me think that he's his skating is more max effort than it like like Brady Shea's skating is not like he could skate forever like that. Like, Brady uh, Shea is a guy who may never lose a step. Uh, to me, it means that Bear has to, like, switch gears to get to his top speed, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Which is fine. There are plenty of players like that. Um, plenty of very successful players like that. Uh, but at this point, we I think we've made a really... Martin Oak was spare parts, right? Uh, we've really kind of made a, a good case for come to Carolina, get your shit going again. I wonder if that puts you on the market for Evander Kane. Um, I do think you play with fire with that, but I don't know. We've Um, been doing that. So, By the way, that's a fucking guy who can finish. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, And he's got a little bit of that snarl. That may be a little too much character. I'm a big we could move on from the reclamation project well, from this. I would actually... I mean, the reason you're this up during the TDA thing is because he openly said, he was like, yeah, after the season, I was literally talking to all my buddies. He's like, listen, Carolina, it's the place to be. Like, it's... and that I like, too, that he didn't dick around, like... Look, Raleigh's not Manhattan. Yeah. And it might be if you're used to Raleigh, but if you're a 24-year-old millionaire, it's not Manhattan. But... But there are things it does very well, and and putting that out there, and I, I like that he was like, look, I'm not going to compare Raleigh to Manhattan because that's foolish. He's not going to lie, but the the practice facility goes a great deal. Uh, Luke Tichock put out that story that the the same architect is coming down and who planned the renovations. They're going to plan all this stuff, and that's going to save a bunch of time because nobody has to get to know anybody, which is great. Um. Uh, I do think with these reclamation projects performance is whatever. I'm not like we've shown that you can come here and kind of rebuild your 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 worth, right? But with the the Kane thing and I know that a lot of it's like alleged but he's got a lot of like a lot of his shit is in heat of the moment. Yeah. There's the gambling issue, which addiction sucks. It's not a knock on him, but that is a thing, right? Yeah. And then there's the thing with the, I don't know if it's his wife or his baby mom or whatever, but I believe now ex wife. Yeah. Those were not world, like words hurled at each other, allegedly, right? It was fists. Maybe that could be heat of the moment, but that's a lot more than words to me. Um, You've got the Vancouver COVID plane situation. This is a guy you've got the fake COVID test. The the the, the vaccine passport, right? I, I feel like you're going in on a lot on Kane, which is for a different pod. No, I'm just saying that I'm more comfortable with a Tony D'Angelo has a temper problem and and his temper does some admittedly abhorrent things. And you would like him to be better than that. And you can you can convince me that every now and again you just you lose thirty seconds, and it, it, you know, you've got to be better. but a lot of these Evander Kane issues are, they're at, planned. <laughs> these are the planned things that he got caught on. That man has multiple hat tricks this postseason. Multiple. Okay, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it. I, I would. I do worry about some of that stuff. There's not a lot of. There's not a lot of guys like Evander Kane who are. I mean, he's so good that he can get away with it. Really yeah. get away with it. So. Um, that but, was it. I I think the biggest takeaway from the TDA season, even if somebody RFAs him for a gajillion dollars or if you trade him and he signs a deal somewhere because you can't reach an agreement with him, um, this is the spot to get your shit going. And off of that, we're going to jump to someone who needs to get their shit going and, uh, more natures, more teenagers, uh, which... He admitted in his exit interview, you know, not his best season. And, of course, because you can't lie, it's that's an easy one to disprove. And then he also said that he had just talked to Rod and, you know, they needed to develop more trust between each other and that he wanted to play center. Um, that, that was his preferred position. And I, I, I like natures This isn't like a knock on him. It was just, I don't know, he seemed, it was apparently right after his meeting with rod and he seemed like a bit defensive and yeah what, what what would you think after this season what are you expecting to see done with Marty so he's, he is an RFA this offseason off season. but what do you expect to see from him going on in the future like do you want to see him on the wing or do you want to see him get moved to center which is when he was drafted he was you know, he was eventually going to be built into a center. And he just all has all those been... guys get drafted as centers. So that doesn't Fair enough. mean but much to me. He's just never. He's an interesting case because yeah. I, I believe his hang. I think he could play center defensively most of the time. He is error prone, which does not sit well with senior Brendamore. Moore. And, but I think he could do it. And I think he's good at it. That's what makes him good on the PK. If you, if you pay attention, most of your, your good penalty kill is guys who can play center. You just send them out there, and you hope for the best. And occasionally, like, Brock McGinn is a legendary penalty killer and is a winger, even though I think he might have also been drafted as a center. Um, but most of the time, there's a ranginess that centers have. They have to cover more of the ice. They have to under, really understand their defensive assignments um, that make them good PKers. I don't love his shot. And he's never had like a great shot, but he was fast enough. And he just kind of was in spots and was annoying and everything was great. He's incredibly fast. Like that's no one will ever say different. You know, it it depends on the deal. I might just be out on the, the nature's experience. Because I, I don't know like if I could, if I am going to be one hundred percent honest, the reason why I think we're going to get a big deal this off season is because I am I am kind of in the same boat, and I can see them dealing them and maybe trying to build something to get his goal score with someone else. Like, who is this guy? So you have the SAT line, and then Cock and Yemi is going to be your second line center because you have to. Like, I think you are a goddamn fool if you don't bring. Um, if you don't bring Drury up. He's been killing it. Killing it. Bro, I watched him play uh, game three of the quarterfinals yeah. against the Admirals. Bro, he's just... It, it, like, it... He is so goddamn smart. And I think you miss an opportunity. Let, like, let's get a little Jordan Stall on this kid, you know? Like, can he be the, like, defensive stud block of granite? I don't think that's his game 100%, but, like, Jordan Stall is a built in a lab third line center. Drury is a very similar model. Let's let's make that happen. You know what I mean. So with that guy looming, if you lose Trocheck and you lose Nino, your second line would be what? Yesberry, Marty. And then Jarvis or uh fetch depending on how they want to break I, I, it up. I would assume Svetch, if I'm gonna be honest. I think Rod really likes your... the Seth, Teravinen, and Aho line. And then your third line will be Stahl, Fost, and maybe Lorenz. And then your fourth line is what? Martinuk, whoever and whoever. Yeah, I don't think we really know that yet. That's gonna there's a lot of so I just don't see where, but so let's look at these top two lines because he's not a third or fourth line guy. And I can feel for him on that. Who is he beating Mm-mm. out of Ajos, Fetch, Tara Vinen, and Yemi, and Jarvis? Right, he's that sixth guy, but we've just talked about how you need a goal guy. You need one more dirty fucking goal guy. Well, here's. Here's the thing. Do we want to pay Martin Martin Nature's God, I apologize. I don't mean to keep butchering his name. But do we want to pay him to not be what he wants to be? Or do we want to deal him and then use that money on a goal scorer? I bet you get him on a bridge deal. I mean, a lot of these deals are going to be bridge deals. There's going to be a lot of, you know, one, two-year contracts this season and next season. Yeah, I think you get him on a bridge deal and maybe figure it out from there but i don't i don't know like i would move him because i think he can still be a good player like this might sound crazy but you know who i think he would be like where he would be super good and get the opportunity to flourish where he'd be nasty in arizona <laughs> i don't think that kid wants to play college hockey i i don't think he cares to be honest with you i think you like get him on that deal and you like Give him. He'll be PP one. He'll be there to C, or he could play one on the like first line on the wing, and he'll do his thing. I think he would be great there. Or um, what's another? What's another good like rebuilding team that he could be on? We're not going to trade him in the Metro. I'd I'd really like to keep him out of the Atlantic, but he could go to the Sabers. But I don't think they'll be wanna... good. Cheap. You might be able to pull some strings with the Wild. I, I just think um, he'd be good in Vancouver, too. Like, I I just don't know if his future is here, if he wants to be a center. And he could still be a center. But could he even end up being better than Cock and Yemi? Maybe. But he makes too much money to be your third-line center forever, you know? So... And the nature isn't a third-line center. And you have Drury. So, I, I just think that experience coming to an end i still think he's a hell of a player um yeah I all think, the respect in the world we're not knocking him to be clear yeah i just don't He just sometimes guys don't fit you know so we'll move on to someone who in- fit incredibly well this year someone who no one saw entering the lineup and seth Jarvis. i you've already admitted you didn't watch it so i'm just gonna summarize um as it turns out, he uh he had a pretty bad concussion. I saw the clip about the concussion, and that's it. Yeah, so it w- it was a really bad concussion. He doesn't remember uh, getting hit. He doesn't remember going to the bench or being taken off the ice. He says he he remembers watching parts of the game in uh Bill Bonnerstedt's office, which is right off the uh, locker. And then he kind of remembers cocking him and driving him home, and he doesn't remember anything else until like. N- after the sun went down the following day which is scary um but he's uh, reportedly he now has no headaches he's doing fine he's doing better um so that, that's to I mean, be a risk in his game he is a smaller player and guys are going to square him up yeah i mean i've we've said this a lot this season he puts himself he puts himself in every situation possible to get the puck towards the net that's and because of his size and his youth that's gonna lead to injuries until he can get bigger, or if he ever does. Yeah, I mean he's not growing three inches. So. Yeah, I mean maybe he's still young. He's, <laughs> uh, but uh, highly unlikely. He he is what really complicates the Natus thing because it's so much easier. I like that first line of. Teravine and Aho. Uh, what's Jarvis? his name? Fuck Jarvis, because he's not afraid to shoot, which I think we need more of in the top. I think he's got a good shot too. He's got a really good shot. When when he gets that little second, he's fucking spooky. He's scary. Good and very accurate. I, um, I think he works well. He's got a similar mind to them. I, I and I think those are you know, I think Nate just plays well with that with those guys too, but I think Jarvis is better and cheaper and is a winger through and through. So I I like that first line a lot. The SAT line as just the like we're getting it kind of line will always reign supreme, but like a day in, day out first line, twenty four eighty six twenty, that's a line, bro. So I I think I, I mean what a what a steal. Thank you. How good would the Leafs be with Seth Jarvis? Yeah. I actually love I don't remember where I saw it but I saw another uh the You don't H- won the call there. You don't 100% won the call there if you played in Toronto. Well the Hurricanes uh the Hurricanes are cheap and that's why that's why they couldn't advance because they won't spend the money on a top player. It's like literally spent 6 million million to get Seth Jarvis. What the Not fuck you talking about right now? Yeah, built well, a practice. I right even there. get, you know, they're a cap Altino, team too. That's practice. what's annoying about that is it's not like the like the like. It's funny because the Bruins are not a cap team, right? You never hear that complaint of them. They're they're just savvy and they don't give out bad deals. But the Hurricanes are a cap team, but also recognize Dougie Hamilton's not worth nine and a half million dollars or was it nine or nine and a half, whatever the hell it was. And like, oh, they're cheap. It's like again, here here are your recycled and tired like two thousand and eight headlines. Okay. It's not even... I understand that, like, if you're living in Toronto, you're not going to realize that they built their weight competition scenario. Because why the fuck would you? You're not paying attention to our markets media. But the idea that you wouldn't know that we ate that $6 million to get the pick from Toronto is just absurd. They just don't care. It's whatever. He's been good. His future is really bright. I worry that he's got a little bit of, like... I think one of the things that really hurt Jeff Skinner is the repeated concussions. I think it made him wary to be in the places you need to be to play well defensively. I hope that doesn't happen to – and that's not a knock on Jeff Skinner. Like, bro, if I get concussed twice, like, I'm done. Like, you knees too hard around me. I'm out, you know? Concussions suck. Like, actually suck if you've never had one. They were not fun. So – I hope that doesn't happen to him. I think he makes the nature thing. Like, this is part of what the Canes, and this is where this will be new for them. You're going to have to make hard decisions that are not of future value, that are of today's value. And you don't have to kill the future when you make those value decisions for today. But everything can't have a like glint of... And two years from now, things will be great. We are now at the part of the the schedule where what can we do where we're good today and we're not awful tomorrow. Well, that's also where the finishing thing comes in. Because when you're building those deals that are like, in three to four years, the deals can be fucking amazing. You're not thinking, oh, well, we're going to have a finishing problem in two to three years. Like, But we're now facing that reality. So it's time to make that move. To get it yep. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. So I think I'm going to take a stab at what I – in terms of – I think it's pretty easy to keep Lorenz. I don't know if he'll get a one-way deal. Um, I don't know if he'd want a one-way deal. I think he's an nhl but I don't know if he's an NHLer on a cup team. So I don't know – Um. I think you will reach a deal with Natchez. You'll probably trade him. I think Domi's gone. I thought he was fine. I mean, he won game seven. I thought he was a good player. Um, I think he is a good player, but I just think he's going to make way too much money. Yeah, And, yeah. and, and he's not – like, our top six is pretty fucking set, and you don't need – do you know, you know who Jesse Blake is from the uh, Steve Dangle Podcast Network? Yes. He does or did. He might still be doing it. You want to hear a funny story that leads into my point? So sure. He, Only an hour and two minutes in. in. Keep going. At, at this point, it's just a blowout because this is the last podcast we're going to do for a while. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I, we might do one. Well, on yeah, we're definitely going to be sport. taking a break here. I go. to saying? But um, so he did this series where he took over the Buffalo Sabers in NHL 21 or 22, whatever, whatever he started it, the most recent NHL. And he tried to build them a cup team and he got fired after uh, seven years. So then he started a series. It was called one since 67 and he was going to take over the Maple Leafs. I think he went 20 years and um, he was going to take them to a cup. And they, A, they never won the Cup. Austin Matthews retired without winning a Cup. And his... <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but one of the things that he – because what he was doing is he was kind of fleecing teams. And he w- he basically had a first line a, second line, a second line, and a third line. And he kept getting bounced in the first and second round. And one of the things that he came to understand – and I think they made the Cup two times – and then lost. But one of the things he came to understand, and I think this is like the kind of where the Hurricanes need to take a step forward in roster construction, is it wasn't about having two second lines. It was about having a really good third line and a really good fourth line. I think the Hurricanes have a good, but not great, like not an elite. Maybe they have a great, but not elite first line. I think their second line in terms of comparison around the league might be their worst. Like, I think they have a good second line. I think they have an elite third line. And I think they have an elite fourth line. So, Marty Natchez is not a third line player, and he doesn't make your, your top six better. So, see you around, you know? Uh, that's that's the next step is how do you find these the hurricanes didn't go out and find another top four defenseman they found ian cole who was a great bottom six guy it was exactly what you needed that's where we need to be moving forward so the last exit interview is the uh i guess like you can call it like the management interview it's rod and don together and i i don't think anything like new or exciting came out of this it was you know Oh, it sucks. We lost. Uh, we're hoping to keep everybody. We'll see you next year. Do you have anything from this that you especially want to talk about? I loved that. I hate when people get injured. Concussions suck. They really do. But I loved Rod getting to a point where he was like, hey, like, the game is the game at a certain point. So I've recently gotten into lacrosse. And not like into it, into it per se, but I watched last year, I watched the, uh, the PLL and there's a, a team where you were around for the chaos. I was, yes. Yeah. So the, just for those who don't know the chaos are a team that's not very good. Uh, they're fine, but they have this guy, blaze Reardon, who's a goalie and also won their MVP. So they went on this incredible like i think they were a sub 500 team in the regular season that won the championship last year so carolina hurricanes it was just a it was just goaltending Some it was goaltending they like chaos anyways also their colors are black red and white so it, it, it was just too many boxes checked so i i watched and i watched um they played on uh, saturday or sunday and lost uh, last weekend but there there are There are like I don't like cross checking. I think they should crack down on that. Lacrosse players just swing at each other when they're like leaving the zone, and I mean it's just a baseball swing to the ribs or the elbow. Holy fuck! Yeah, it's brutal, and and it never gets cold, so I assume it's allowed. And um, like that makes it like it makes it harder for me to watch lacrosse. I think it looks brutal. It's like ever watched like like bare knuckle boxing? Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's unwatchable, but to some degree, but you watch boxing. Yeah, and 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 that's worse, or not worse, that's better, but ultimately, like, that's the game. That's the game. They've made it as safe as possible, but that's the game. And I don't think hockey's as safe as possible, but I don't think you can get rid of open ice hits. Mark Truba signs for like five more years. You're gonna you're gonna take those away. He makes eight million dollars, and I don't like the hit was fine. The hit was clean. So people you, you know what I think the most annoying part about it is, and we can move on, because you're right. Most of their 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 thing was like, we'll just have to get better, we'll be back next year. How many people after the Svetnikov hit were like, hey, should should that type of hit just be taken out of the game? If a player's head is down, is the player obligated to um you know, if they know they don't know the hits coming, are they obligated to not run them? It didn't come up once, right? Because it's obviously a clean hit. And everybody in Boston is furious about it. And that's fine. It wasn't on McAvoy; It was on uh, Lindgren. Uh, was it on Lindgren? No, 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 no. Lindholm. Lindholm. Lindholm was there. So, Somebody injured top pair defensemen. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Just that, like, it sucks when you see, like, a small guy you like get hit like that. But it's not a big deal hit, and. Yeah, I, I they, like you said they didn't really have much to say either. I just I guess the only thing I uh really enjoyed about the interviews, I don't know, I like seeing Rod and uh, Don interact because we'll never really know what it's like behind closed doors obviously. That's like it's just not a place. Uh so when they do interact together in public, I just always enjoy seeing like you can tell there's actual chemistry between them. They're, they're just, you know, they're not public, is- They're not going out to dinner every night. But like though you hear collaborative thrown around a lot, it does look collaborative. Like, yeah. they look like they work together all the time. Exactly. They they look like they talk at least a few times every week, no matter what. Yeah. So that's it for the post games, right? Yeah. That's that's all of the exit interviews. Um. So I just want to take a moment right before we we sign off for a little bit here. Uh. It sucks uh to lose in the fashion we did. A game seven at home is just it's just not great to lose that. Um ask Toronto, they've been dealing with it forever. But to lose to the Rangers, it just made it like it was just the icing on the cake of, you know, fuck this sucks. So I, I just want to leave us with a couple of things to look forward to going into next season. Cause I mean we actually have, vibes only Yeah, we we have a shit ton of positive things. We have a ton of great Like, things are going to happen, so at at some point this summer, we're going to find out if PNC Arena will have a new name, or if it's going to be PNC Arena again for the next five years. Um, This is going to be a weird question for me to ask, but do you care? Like, do you want the name change? I, you know what it is? I don't mind, like, I don't have an, an issue with the PNC Bank. I don't love that their logo is Islanders Colors. Yeah. I can see that. So like like w- the RBC is just blue and yellow. And I guess you could argue that's like Nashville colors, but not even like it's not it's it's a bright yellow. Um not a mustard. So that's the only thing I I don't really care as long as for a bunch of money. I've seen the Bojangles arena floated. I I think that would be cool. I hope lean into your lean into your shit. Like, uh, let's start getting like local. I would like as a team. See, I like to this be you're more take local because that's why I would like Bojangles Arena or Bojangles Center. Actually, this is going to sound weird. I got so used to the RBC Center that I want it to be a Center again, just because like on appeal like it sounds good. to make you. Arena. See, I'm the exact opposite. Ah, well, different eras, different ages at the time, but um, yeah, I would like like one of the things I loved is they had um they had like the central marching band do a thing, they had Carolina come in and do a thing, they had like ECU swimming coaches and uh, NCA and T like tennis or it might have been their golf coach or something like that, like I. And I know the national dollars will always reign supreme, but something Nashville does a good job of. Shout out to Chase. Is they're like Nashville, they are yeah. Nashville, and I would like to moving forward. Like, like, this is Carolina. This is the shit we do. So I don't. I don't have a Bojangles would be cool, but if it was, I think Advanced Auto Parts. Their corporate might be here. It is. It's in North Hills now. It used to be downtown. Like I think that would be cool. Or Red Hat has the amphitheater. But, like, something like that. Uh, IBM. IBM doesn't have the money. But um, something like that would be cool. Like, who's here? Like, that's who I want. Who's here? Here's the thing. You know, there's a company based in North Carolina that over the past two years has become gigantic. The Pfizer Arena. I don't love that. <laughs> you know what I do wonder about? Epic. And Epic has been throwing money around. Previous, uh, previous minority owner. Yep, very I think, true. I think Todd Sweeney. Yeah. So I wonder about them. I wonder. I don't love the Pfizer thing. I. One of the weirdest things. I was come out completely of COVID, joking about that one. Yeah, I know. But one of the weirder things about COVID, is I feel like everybody used to be like, man, like, fuck corporate medicine, you know? And now, like, people are suddenly, like, really on board <laughs> with these companies. I'm not there. Uh, but yeah, what else we got? I mean, uh, this is perhaps the most exciting, because how often do we normally get a New Jersey? Like once every couple of years, once every few years. In fact, sometimes even longer than that, we'll get in New Jersey. I think there's been more of that. It used to be longer, but because of COVID, they're like, you got the Whalers thing, which was kind of exclusive to us, like as a reintroduction. And then you got the alt on the Whalers. And then you, uh, the stadium series leaked. I think, do you, uh, Quick, yes or no? Yeah, five seconds. Are the blacks in the East standard home next year? Yes. Three. Okay. I think you could wear the blacks twenty-five to thirty games and wear the reds. The red, like I, I don't mind the red jersey. I think they're cool. I'd keep them around, uh, but I, like if you, I think if you switch the amount that they're worn, I think you're in a good spot. Yeah. And then the reason I bring this up is because we're guaranteed at least, and I say at least because the team is throwing around rumors that they're going to change the red jersey, uh, but we're guaranteed at least two new jerseys next year. One, because they're, uh, the NHL is doing another reverse retro, which is definitely a money grab, but whatever, I'm here for a new jersey. And then they're, we're going to get a new jersey for the outdoor game. So we're guaranteed at least two new jerseys next year, which is dope. I think, and we've talked about this, so I got a Slavin jersey um, when I won the TDA bet. I owe you a puck, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so well, well, you, you and I can figure that out. I'm heading to the eye tomorrow if you want to go. No, I'm going to wait for the yard sale. I'm not going to buy anything else until the yard sale. I'm worried about that Rangers, po- whatever. So, um, what was I about to say? Jorzy's next. Oh, season. I am going to get a if they sign TDA for more than two years. I'm going to buy a TDA Stadium series. I, I don't, I don't have an Aho or like a statue or Terrifying Jersey, You know, like the main three guys for a long time. So I think for the outdoor game, I don't know who, which one it's going to be yet. It might I be Sebastian. I, and, I don't think Ajo is a lock to stay. It might be a Sebastian because I want a Sebastian with the A. Yeah, I think that's a Dougie Hamilton tier decision. I mean, I'm bound to win one of them eventually. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to, whatever, whatever. Yeah, we're, we're jumping seasons ahead on this podcast all of a sudden. That's what happens when we go over an hour. Um And then these next two, actually, they slightly tie in together, but not in the way you think. So we get the outdoor game, which is why we're getting a second jersey. Which is, I mean, I am I wanted it this year, 100%. It would have been dope. Um But I came to the realization that I'm more than fine with it being pushed back this year. First of all, we could guarantee that there's going to be no COVID restrictions. As it turned out, there wouldn't have been COVID restrictions this year anyways. But it's better to know it than hope. But it's also the 25th anniversary of the move down to Carolina. And I guarantee you we're going to do some 25th anniversary thing at the outdoor game. Because the entire league is going to be watching and why not use that audience to celebrate the team? And that's going to be fucking awesome. To being quarter-friendly, to celebrate 25 years, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I... The, the 25 yeah. anniversary patch will be fun. Um, yeah, this year sucks. But this isn't... And you could say this too much, right? Um, the the Sharks said this for years and years and years and years and years and years and it just never happened. Um, Like I didn't think this was the year. Um, I felt good about it going into it. When I saw that we just weren't getting the goals in Boston, I kind of knew I, I I still whatever you can call it ignorance or whatever. We went seven games against the Rangers with no goals and a backup goalie. Like, I don't think that team's very good. I think they're basically getting away with murder. Um, So, we'll see. Yeah, I go back to the Rangers are overrated. I realize we lost, but, like, that doesn't change my opinion. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, We can end it here. And yeah. I, I don't think we'll do – if there's something huge Canes-related, we'll – We'll do a, a podcast. I, I think until the cup is awarded, we'll, oh, we're we're definitely going to disappear until the cup's awarded. That's the thing. I, I think there will be enough of there will be enough of a drip of information as well that we'll have a, more of an idea of of what's going on. Yeah, I'm also and this I haven't talked to you about this all, but here's the breaking news. So not only is it the 25th anniversary of the franchise moving, but you know, I'm um, do you know it's also the 50th anniversary of the creation of the franchise in the WHA? I did know that because I, yeah. I, 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 knew, I knew that there was a, um, I didn't know it was 25 years per se, but I knew that those fell every five years, yeah, franchise creation. And the team was originally founded uh, in 73. So it, it lined up perfectly, actually. So I've been working on something for like almost a year now that we're gonna we're gonna eventually go over and I'm gonna teach you a lot of uh Whalers Hurricanes lore. Uh maybe not teach you the Hurricanes lore, but a lot of like Whalers lore and what made it so special for so many people. Yeah. All right, well we'll um we'll wrap this here. Yeah. Oslowego Let's go Canes. We'll go next year.